Hey, it's Melissa Moore. Welcome to Mile High Magazine. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're having a great Sunday morning. One of my favorite guests, I love talking to Kevin Peterson, licensed marriage and family therapist and founder of the Chronic Hope Institute. Good morning, Kevin. Hey, Melissa. How are you today? I am doing well. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Oh, my gosh. I I swear this is such a hard time of year for so many people between the illness stuff that's floating around and then mental health on top of that. So let's talk about that first and what is going on as far as with mental health and and in our world today where do we start you know this is a tough time of year for everybody for a lot of different reasons one because we're missing the people that aren't with us yep you know and and also it sort of amplifies all the stuff that we're dealing with right now i tend to have sort of a five point or five step methodology that i give all my clients okay and it's exercise, nutrition, community, therapy. And then I, I always want to have at least have a conversation about medication. All right. Let's start out with the first thing that you mentioned, exercise. Why is that so important and crucial to mental health? Because it's something you can do right off the bat. You know, it's, it's something that you, you yourself can take charge of right off the bat. And I want to be clear. I'm not saying join a gym and become a workout fitness expert. I'm saying you can start today by taking a walk around the block or putting on a video and doing some stretching for five or 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Just to start by doing something. There, there are so many benefits mental health wise towards getting the blood flowing, getting the serotonin and the dopamine moving around your body and, and getting uh, a positive um, stuff moving in your, in, in your self-worth and who you are and what you are. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because you said you said a short amount of time there, which kind of surprised me. Well, I just want to get you, that's where you get started, you know. When we set that goal for five or ten minutes right off the bat, we get that we get that ball rolling, you know, mm-hmm. and and that way we get it accomplished and we check it off the box. Obviously, we want to get that moving forward and increase it. But I think a lot of times when people, you know, they start it's January and I'm going to join the gym and I'm going to work out for an hour every day or two hours every day, mm-hmm. and they don't last. They, right. It doesn't happen, right. you know. But if we can start by saying, you know what, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm and, uh, instead of, you know, reading the paper, drinking coffee and watching the news, I'm, I'm going to do a 15 minute yoga stretch or I'm going to take a 15 minute walk around the block and then I'm going to do those things. We start the day that way and we and we, and we start with a positive attribute and we're like, hey, I started my day that way and I, and I, I got the good I got the good vibes rolling. Exercises first. What comes next? Yep. Well, obviously, the next thing we do is we talk about nutrition. And, and nutrition plays really critical into our mental health because what we put into our body is, is honestly so critical about how we feel about ourselves. And, and you know, when we're, when one of the things that we're really discovering is that what we put into our body has so, criti- has so much to do with, you know, where we go, what we do, who we are. And so when we're putting a lot of stuff into our body that has a lot of sugar in it, it spikes you know, or we, you know, it's, it's, yeah, a friend of mine who was a nutritionist once told me people that eat a lot of sugar are um, very lonely mm-hmm. and people that eat a lot of salt are very anxious. And I was like, really? And that's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And, and, and over time in my practice, I've watched that and I've, and I watched it within myself and I found that to be true. And so when we can, you know, and again, I'm not telling someone to become a diet guru or go on the current fad diet or try crash diet or anything. I'm just saying, let's just be a little more intentional about what we eat and a little more careful and, and watch where we're going and be pay more attention and say, hey, okay, so maybe I'm going to drink more water today. 
and, and I'm going to do one thing today that's a little bit more intentional about what I'm going to do, what I'm going to eat, and, you know, um, maybe I'm going to drink less alcohol, you yep. know, uh, and, and I'm going to maybe, if I smoke cigarettes or something, I'm, I'm going to do less of that. I'm going to make one intentional thing about what I put into my body, and that's that has a huge change in how my mental health goes because, again, I'm taking better care of myself, right? and that makes, makes me feel good about myself. You kind of touched on alcohol a little bit. What do you think about dry January? Well, I think it's great. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm an advocate for being, uh, you know, being careful about what you do. And, you know, again, when we look at alcohol and drugs and that sort of thing, you know, anything that we're using to alter our mood and alter our state of mind, I think we need to be cautious and careful. And, and again, I don't think everybody that uses alcohol or uses drugs has a problem. I want to be super clear about that. Mm-hmm. Um but I think, you know, people, if they want to swear things off for a month, I think that's great. And I think that's fantastic. And I think, that, but, I, but I also think they should use that month to reflect, mm-hmm. you know, and pay attention and be like, huh, okay, you know, what's this all about? You know, what, how much do I really need this? How much do I really use this? Is this something that I could survive without more than a month? And can I do it more on the once in a while occasion type of thing? And when I do use it, how much do I really need to use it? Mm. If that makes sense. No, and, makes total sense. And the same thing with all the other stuff, too. It's not just the drugs and the alcohol, you know. All right. So another pillar here is community. Talk to me about that. So when it comes to mental health, you know, there's just really uh, one of the there's no replacement for engaging with other people that are fighting the same battle or that are supportive of your, you know, what you're doing and where you're going and who you are and what you are. And that, you know, when we take a look at time, uh, people over time, you know, we, we look at people that have been engaged in, in part of traditionally some sense of community, some sense of, you know, group that that is engaged in the same idea, same, same focus. You know, sometimes some people find that in church. Some people find that in a, a friend group. Some people find that in, you know, a yoga group. Some people find that in whatever a family, you mm-hmm. know, but it's, I think it's so critical to find a group of people, to find your people and, and be with those people and engage with those people that you can be vulnerable with and mm-hmm. you can talk to and yet you can, you know, put your guard down and, 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 and have that place where you can just open yourself up to these folks and, and, you know, walk in a room with some eggs on your face and some jam on your face mm-hmm. and not be worried about it. And your hair is messy and, you know, you're just like, oh, I had a day, you know. <laughs> I, I love that visual. And yeah. I like what you're saying, too. It's not about those superficial relationships. It's about really deep connections. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all know that we like, you know, nowadays, you know, we, we walk into a room. We want to look good. We want to feel good. We want to present well. We want to act good. We want everybody to think highly of us. And, and I understand that. And, you know, that's, you know, you're in the media business. I mm-hmm. do some media work, too. We got to we got to look. We have to present a certain way. Right. Right. You know? and, and, and I get that. I understand that. But there's also this place where we want to be able to go to this space where we when we sit down and we talk to someone, we want to be genuine and authentic and be like, Man, I'm dying here. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this the world is just beating me up. I yep. mean, one of my fa- favorite statements was from Cheers. It was Norm. He walks into the bar. And he's like, you know, it's a dog eat dog world, and I'm wearing milk bone underwear. You know, <laughs> you know, and those those we got to be able to say that, yeah, stuff and not feel like everybody is like, oh, I got to stay away from that guy. He's nuts. Yeah, you know. Yep. And it's like, no, no, no. We gotta we gotta normalize the fact that it's okay 
to not to be on your A game 24-7. It's okay to not be okay sometimes. Yeah, it's okay to just be cool, just to be good, just to be, right. it's all good, you right. know, and it's just sometimes you're just, you're having a bad hair day and that's just how it is, yep. you know? Now I'll say, you know what, <laughs> hot mess today, heads up, hot mess. <laughs> Yeah. And my people get it. My people are like, oh, yeah. All right. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) And it's okay. Yeah. And that's the best part is it really is okay. And there's just such a sense of relief when you have those kind of people and those kind of conversations and honesty, I think, in your life. Right. And, and, you know, I think that is just so critical and having, because from that comes a sense of acceptance, you know, and, and when you can get that sense of acceptance from that community and not everybody gets that from like their family, their, their birth family or their, mm-hmm. you know, or their bio family. Sometimes that has to come from your chosen family, yes. you know? Yes. And, and, and so you want to be able to get that from some somewhere, someplace that where people are like, you know, we love you no matter what you're, mm-hmm. you're on the team you're in. Yep. You know, we choose you. you No, I love that. I know you mentioned church, but what are some other places that you find people can find that sense of community if their family isn't providing it for them? Gosh, you know, you can find it in all sorts of places. You know, some people do find it in sort of like a fitness environment, you know, uh, whether it can be the gym or a yoga environment or, you know, here's a funny thing. Um, We have three Boston Terriers. And one of the funny things is when we walk down uh, the street and other people stop us and they're like, oh, gosh, you know, when I we get this a lot mm-hmm. from from older folks. When I was growing up, my grandmother had Boston Terriers, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and it's like an, and, and, we're, and they, we I just love those dogs. And and there's this real and then we meet someone will have a Boston Terrier mm-hmm. and we'll and we'll talk to them. We actually made friends with people in our neighborhood that have Boston Terriers and we go on walks with them. And we hang out with them. Yeah. And we talk with them. You know, and then, you know, we're we're part of recovery communities from drugs and alcohol. And yep. that's a great place for us, you know. And then, you know, nowadays on the Internet, there's all sorts of Facebook groups and meetup groups and, and all sorts of different kinds of community groups like that, um, that, that where people are always looking to open and be engaged. And, and, and I think that's really just a great, great place to start. All right. So for folks that are struggling right now and maybe they're doing the exercise and nutrition, they're trying, but they're needing some help. Let's talk a little bit about mental health and therapy. So therapy, you know, to me is one of the things that I, I, I just wish everybody was like issued a therapist, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> just like Agreed. here, this, you know, this person's waiting for you, whether you use them or not, they're just here. This is your person, you know, and, and the, the beauty of therapy, here's one of the things, one, one of my favorite therapists that I've studied and, and read books from as a guy named Irving Yalom. He actually uh, turns out he lived in the town I grew up in, Palo Alto, California, and his whole thing was he was this brilliant Harvard trained psychiatrist. And he's like, you're going to you're going to come out of graduate school with all these genius ideas and think that you're going to change people's lives. And you know what? You know what they want? They just want you to listen. Mm. You know, they just want to know that somebody's listening to them, you know, and he, he would do these exit interviews with his clients and they would be like, he remembered my birthday. You know, mm-hmm. he he noticed my haircut, you know. And he's like, I'm dropping giant bombs of wisdom on these people. <laughs> and this is the stuff they remember. Yep. Yep. And, and, but what he realized is it was that connection that he had created by saying, hey, nice haircut. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, happy birthday. And yep. that, made, that made them recognize. It made them feel seen and heard. Oh, and, that is and, so huge. And I, yeah. And I want people to understand when it comes to therapy, therapy isn't, it, it isn't, 
for people that are losing their mind. Right. Okay. It's for people that are just like, oh, man, I am just struggling and I'm having a rough go or I'm having a tough time. Or sometimes I just feel like I'm all by myself and nobody's listening and I can't I can't get anywhere. Or I just feel like I'm spinning my wheels and I can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I need somebody to listen to me. And you know the thing about therapy? Here's the thing. If you go visit someone and you talk to them a few times and you don't feel like it's a connection, go see somebody else. Yep. I love that you advice. Know? Yeah. You're not married yeah. to them. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I've had that experience as a therapist where Mm -hmm. somebody's come a few times and said, you know, I just don't think this is a fit. And I said, yeah, I'm glad you said that. I was actually going to bring it up because I think you're great, but I'm just not the right person for you. Yeah. You know, and and vice versa. And let me help you find someone. Right. I love that. For folks that are thinking, yeah, I, I could use some help. Where can they go to figure out and find a therapist? So a couple of things. One, my my favorite, and I don't get any kickback on this, my favorite place to look is Psychology Today, the website. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a great website. You can punch in your zip code. You can punch in your insurance plan. And you can punch in the issues that you want to talk about um, and, and any other demographics. Mm-hmm. And it'll spit back the people that are available. Awesome. You know? And that's that's a good place to start. All um, right. I think that's always a good place to start. Love it. All right. Let's talk a little bit about medication because you and I both know sometimes it gets a very bad rap. What are your thoughts? You know, um, I, I get it. And I understand why people get a little overwhelmed uh, by the concept. But here's the thing. There's a couple of concepts here. One, some people um, have sort of biological and chemical imbalances, and, and, and they just need a little bit of help, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, and there's also, I want people to understand as well that some, there are medications out there that are not designed for you to be using them for the rest of your life, you know? Sometimes they're just designed to get you over a situation or over the hump, you know. Um, Maybe you're going through a specific period of grief um, or depression. You've had some deaths in your life or breakups or situations where you're just really struggling and you just might need a little help, you know. Uh, and, and that's okay. And, and there are there's, there are medications designed to do that. Mm-hmm. This isn't something where you're taking a medication isn't, you know, waving the white flag and saying admitting defeat like, oh, my God, I'm crazy. There's mm-hmm. something wrong with me. It's like, no, I'm just realizing I need help, you know. And, and I want to get better. You know, it's I mean, it's it's literally the same thing as someone who's got cancer saying, you know what, I need chemo. I got to get help. That's a great spot to end on. All right. Kevin Peterson, thank you for your time. Kevin Peterson, licensed marriage and family therapist and founder of Chronic Hope Institute. Thank you for your time today. We'll talk to you again soon. I'm Melissa Moore. Thanks for being here for Mile High Magazine on this Sunday. I'll see you next week. Go out, have a blessed day and be kind to everyone.